There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. Let me tell you about my father today. Uh, we've been discussing the name of the first person of the Godhead, God our Father. And I want to draw your attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Because in the opening verses of 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, reveals so much to us about the Father. Now we've established already that He's the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we we listened to many of the expressions of Christ concerning His Father. Uh, but as we go further into the New Testament, we learn more and more. Isn't that just like a relationship? You grow in your intimacy. You grow in your knowledge. And so, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. In a very real sense, all three members of the Godhead are here. And the Father obviously is mentioned three distinct times. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here. And we know the Holy Spirit is the Comforter, and so we have all three members. But the emphasis of the passage is really on God as our Father. In fact, God is referred to 300 times in the New Testament as our Father. Every time we see this word Father, you know what it is? It's a reminder that God cares and that God keeps us. It's a reminder of the tender nature of our God and His goodness in all of our lives that he lives and He loves. No other religion on earth, think of this, no other religion on earth teaches that their God is their Father. And yet our God says it repeatedly. What do we learn from these three references to the Father? First of all, He is referred to here as the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know He's a proven Father. Why would, why would He keep telling us the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's not just for information. No, it's a revelation of the fact that the same Father who loved His only begotten Son loves us. And the same Father who took care of His Son is going to take care of us. Remember His words, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He's a proven Father. He's the Father to whom Christ prayed a great while before day. He's the Father that the Lord Jesus went up into the mountain and talked to all night long. He's the Father of whom Christ said, I came to do His will. I came to be about my Father's business. He's the Father that the Lord Jesus prayed to in Gethsemane. Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will but Thine be done. He's the Father that Christ spoke to on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And He is the one that in the end Christ would cry out, Father, into Thine hands I commend my spirit. 
That's beautiful, isn't it? You can trust a good and gracious Father. He's the one that the Lord Jesus said, I ascend to my Father and your Father. He is the Father who in His own appointed time will send the Son back to receive us to Himself. Isn't that glorious? You see, no one knows a Father like the Son, and no one reflects the Father's image like the Son. That's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Would you like to know the Father? Then look at Jesus, because He is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's another reference. He's not only the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Bible refers to Him here as the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Listen to that expression. Isn't that beautiful? The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. What does this reveal? It reveals that not only is He a proven Father, but He is a pitying Father. He's a Father full of love and pity for His children. Now, in a very real sense, He's the Father of mercy for all people, of common mercies, every kindness. If you're breathing, that's mercy. If you have food to eat today, a roof over your head, clothes on your back, that's all mercy. That's God's mercy to us. Matter of fact, the oldest book of the Bible, Job says, Hath the rain a father? The answer to that question is yes. Even the rain that comes down from heaven comes from our loving Father. So he shows his common mercies to all people. But he's also the God of special comfort. He is the Father of the fatherless. He's the one who brings comfort to hurting hearts, who speaks peace to troubled situations and souls. He is the Father who gives strength and gentleness in the midst of our struggle. He's the one we can trust. And I love the fact that he uses the plural here. He's the Father of mercies, plural. Not just mercy once. No, no. He's the Father of mercies. His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. May I tell you on the authority of this passage today that God loves you and the Lord does have mercy, fresh mercy for you this day and that God will comfort you wherever you are. You know, there's something about a father taking a little child up in his lap or putting his arms around his sons and daughters, hugging that child to himself. Can I tell you, that's what our God does. So God reveals Himself as a proven Father. He reveals Himself as a pitying Father. But there's one more. Did you hear this expression, God our Father? Now we see Him as a personal Father. It's one thing to say He's, he's the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's another, it's another thing to say He's the Father of mercies. But when you say He's our Father, now it's getting real. Now it's getting personal. May I ask you, is He your Father today? 1 John 3 verse 1. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You see, Father's a family word. It's a revelation of the fact that God wants us in His family. So, through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we enter into the family. And once we come into the Father's house, into the family, we have a relationship with Him and we have a relationship with one another. We become brothers and sisters because we have a Father we are members of the same family. And by the way, notice the gifts that the Father gives to His children. The Bible says in this verse, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father. He gives grace and He gives peace. There's a divine order there. We have a world looking for peace, but you don't get peace by trying to have peace. No, first you must experience grace. And once you come to experience His grace, then you get to enjoy His peace. Is He your Father? And then if you say, oh yes, yes, I'm a Christian. I, I've trusted the Lord as my Savior. Yes, He's my Father. 
then let me ask you this question. Is there anything between you and your Father right now? Is there anything right now hindering your fellowship with your Father? Like the prodigal. Is there some distance between you and God the Father right now? I want to tell you that your Father's face is toward you right now. Maybe you can't see Him, but the Father's always looking at His children. The question is not, is His face toward you? The question is, is your face toward Him? Today, would you just meditate on this expression, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort? Would you Would you revel in the privilege that we get to call Him our Father? And would you make sure today that there is nothing between you and your Father? There's no fellowship like fellowship with Almighty God. And this name, Father, reveals something about His nature and also about His desire for each of us. I hope and pray today that you'll enjoy fellowship with our Father. told in Acts 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.